Welcome to the Infotainment Podcast Initiating Startup Sequence. Hi, my name is Randy, and the Infotainment Podcast will begin shortly. I will be around mound to podcast sound, pound for pound, the best podcast around. Welcome to this episode of the Infotainment Podcast. I would like to welcome, <laughs> welcome, as you can tell, I'm all liquored up. It's only 6.20 in the a.m. here, but hey, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. <laughs> to welcome everyone in the world to this uh, episode of Infotainment that's my goal is to get everyone in the world to subscribe and and visit infotainmentpodcast.com where you can find my tip jar via PayPal and USD dollars if you like the show. And I do have this one story that is kind of uh, gross, but if true, it could save a lot of drownings. It is that pigs can breathe through their buttholes, and so could you, scientists say. Clinical human trials of the intestinal breathing method could start as early as this year. Pink, fleshy, and round. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, the anus is, has a lot in common with the mouth and is every bit as important. But the similarities don't just stop there. Buttholes can also help animals breathe, new research suggests. A team of scholars in Japan has found that pigs can absorb oxygen through the anus, the anus. In studies exploring treatment for people with respiratory conditions, it might help in that way too. Uh, by pumping oxygen and oxygenate, <laughs> oxygenated liquid through animals' buttholes into their intestines, the researchers found that they could survive without breathing through their lungs. All you'd have to pump oxygen liquid through first, so I don't know about the drowning part of it. It is so impressive because we never thought of breathing from the gut, but it's possible. Takanori Takabi, an author of this study and a doctor at the Tokyo Medical and Dental University, told World News. Last year, his team and collaborators from Nagoya University Graduate School and Kyoto University's Department of 
Respiratory Surgery, published their study focusing on mice. Now they're looking to submit their research on pigs, which are closer to humans in physiology and genetic makeup to a U.S. medical journal in August. It's kind of weird that pigs are that close to us genetic-wise. I guess that's helped in using pig valves in uh, heart surgery and stuff like that. The scientists were inspired to explore the unconventional breathing method by loaches, a freshwater fish that can use its intestines to breathe. They found that in stream hypoxic conditions, uh, when there isn't enough oxygen available at the Tissue level, the structure of loach's gut tissue has changed to allow for easier breathing. Well, it could have been designed with gills, too, but no. In order to see if mammals could also breathe through their anus in oxygen-deprived conditions, Takabe first tested mice. The findings published in the journal MED Med last year were stunning, he said. I'm always very skeptical about the results, but it turns out every time we do the tests, we can get reproducible data assets. Uh, Reproducible data, said Takabe, who practices medicine, also at the Cincinnati Children's Hospital Medical Center. The study has implications for treating patients who suffer Respiratory failure. Normally when a patient needs oxygen, doctors opt for mechanical ventilation in which a machine pushes air into the lungs through the windpipe. They can also use another technique called extracorporeal. Hey, come on. You tried to read this shit episode after episode. Give me a break. Uh, membrane oxygenation <laughs> when blood is uh, a little too much vodka this morning. I'm sorry. Well, when blood is pumped out of the body and reoxygenated uh, with the machine, but this procedure carries a risk of bleeding and blood clots. And as many emergency rooms saw during the early stages of the COVID-19 pandemic. It's not always possible to get your hands on a ventilator. Oh boy, was that true. With this in mind, Takabe thought, why not try the back door? Uh, That's what she said in some movies. To test mammals, Takabe and his co-authors first pumped oxygen gas into the anus of oxygen-deprived mice. They found that uh, mice that received the treatment lived longer than the ones that didn't. Yeah, Tom and Jerry were... (laughs) Tom was at Jerry's bedside when they did this. (laughs) Then they took the experiment one, one step further by eliminating barriers that could prevent oxygen uptake in the gut. They scraped the mice's mucosa, uh, the innermost layer of the 
gastrointestinal tract and injected the gaseous oxygen into the animals. This helped the rodents survive even longer. What's more, unlike untreated animals, the mice with their mucosa removed, that sounds painful, stopped gasping for air altogether and showed no signs of cardiac arrest. But given mucosal removal might be uncomfortable for patients, the researchers tried a different approach, delivering oxygen in liquid form. They added oxygen to, uh, I won't even try that, uh, a chemical that uh, they can dissolve large amounts of oxygen. In the past, the substance has been used to treat infants with severe respiratory distress and as artificial blood to improve tissue oxygenation. <laughs> After shooting the liquid up the mice's rectums, well, maybe I should have one of those, uh, what do they call it, butt chugging? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, the scientists found oxygen levels were further improved. The same was true when they tested pigs and rats. In a 50-kilogram pig, when we provided the size of liquid oxygen t to the butt, they can survive 30 minutes even when experiencing lethal respiratory failure conditions, Takabe said. 30 minutes is all? I would assume, if, well, I'll continue on here. Caleb Kelly, a gastroenterology fellow at Yale University, who's not affiliated with the study, described the scientist's newfound method as promising. The pandemic has highlighted the need to expand options for ventilation and oxygenation in critical illness, and this niche will persist even as the pandemic survives. He wrote in a commentary accompanying the 2021 study. But Kelly noticed the animal models don't fully imitate what critically ill patients might experience during respiratory failure, which often coincides with infection, inflammation, and low blood flow. These added factors could complicate the anal ventilation method when tried on humans. Takabe plans to start human clinical trials as early as this year to improve its real-life efficacy. Hmm. Low blood flow. I don't know if maybe one of those happy blue pills put that for Oh, man, it's so early. Similar to how automated external def defibrillators, portable medical devices used to help those experiencing sudden cardiac arrest are placed throughout the public spaces like buildings and schools. Takabe said a shot of liquid oxygen could be made available to save those Suffering sudden respiratory failure. Oh, that, that'd be good to have that. But first, maybe we should uh, work on the uh, 
ever-growing number of uh, school shootings. After confirming the safety of this method by testing healthy volunteers in a hospital, Takabe said he plans to recruit patients with respiratory conditions to put his findings to the test. Oh, man, how did I ever get through that story? Need to go back to bed, I think. Hey, have you heard the news? The Mega Ball, not the Powerball, jackpot has reached over a billion dollars. With if one person wins it, they would take over $600 million home with them to pay state taxes. <laughs> mm. Well, how hard is it to? Match six numbers. Unfortunately, I have not. Oh my gosh, does that suck? Uh, but maybe this next time. But I do have a story. Uh, Mega Millions hits $1 billion. But winning doesn't mean a happy ending. Well, it might for some people. <laughs> it's one of the biggest questions in America. After a winning ticket with all six numbers was not sold for Tuesday night's drawing of $830 million, increase the next jackpot for tomorrow, Friday, to an estimated over a million dollars. Oh, over a billion dollars. The third highest in the game's history. The Friday jackpot has an estimated cash payout. Uh, $602.5 million, according to Mega Millions, after 29 consecutive draws, have come and gone without a winner, matching all six numbers since April 15th. Yeah, I have not uh, matched all numbers yet. Denied. <laughs> The nationwide interest surrounding the 10-figure jackpot even crashed Mega Millions website for more than two hours Tuesday night. We look with anticipation on the growing jackpot. Ohio Lottery Director Pat McDonald, the current lead director of the Mega Millions Consortium, said in a Wednesday news release, seeing the jackpot build over a period of months, and reaching the billion-dollar mark is truly breathtaking. We encourage the customers to keep play in balance and enjoy the ride. McDonald added, somebody is going to win. Yeah, somebody. And I hope that means me. <laughs> Even though it wouldn't be a happy ending. Well, that's what they say anyway. It uh, could mean that it might not be a happy ending for some people to win, but as players rush to pick up their Mega Millions tickets and dream big, the odds of matching all six numbers are roughly one in 303 million. Oh my gosh, does that suck? Another popular question is again front and center. For those already making unrealistic plans for their hypothetical $1 billion victory, 
Yeah, I think they forget to realize that uh, $1 billion is not exactly what you'd be getting in net winnings. And then after the state wants their share, what would you do if you won the lottery? I have some ideas. A history of past lottery winners shows a wide range of what players do with their winnings. Many have paid off debts, bought homes, and invested their money, while others have put the cash toward building a water park, gambling in Atlantic City, or starting a woman's professional wrestling organizations. Hmm, people have actually done that. You just won the lottery, and then you go gambling. Uh, I assume a very large amount. Some adjusted to life as a multimillionaire. Yeah, I've heard the most adjusted people that win big in the lotteries do not change their lives drastically, and they are the most even keel or deal with it the best. Others say the joy and do not have a lot of greedy relatives and people coming out of the woodwork. Having a good attorney would probably help uh, defray a lot of that. Others say the joy and thrill that come from the unexpected sudden wealth soon turn to bad choices and sadness and ruin their lives. Oh my gosh, does that suck? When you immediately realize you've won, you're filled with excitement. You're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. My life is going to change said Robert Paglarini, who is president of California-based Pacifica Wealth Advisors and has worked with lottery winnings winners. Uh, that's immediately followed by anxiety and fear. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do to keep my greedy relatives at bay? <laughs> and all the people coming out of the wind. Remember, you said you were going to do this. Uh, <clears throat> I'm your long-lost cousin. Uh, how will you handle this? My life may change and maybe not in a good way. Friday's jackpot is just sigh of last year's uh, one million, billion, mega billion, millions jackpot. This is a mega millions uh, ball. Not the Powerball. Won by a single ticket shared by four members of a suburban Detroit lottery club. If no winning ticket is selected Friday, the Mega Millions jackpot will inch closer to the $1.5 billion record prize that a South Carolina player won in 2018. I do remember that. And Inside Edition, I believe it was, went to the town where it was purchased or, and tried to ask around, do a little investigative reporting, and they'd ask a few people, well, if I knew who wanted, I wouldn't even tell you, crabby asses. <laughs> but uh, rumor has it it was a car mechanic, but who knows? The player who also chose, uh, yeah, he chose to remain anonymous, which was uh, lucky Lee, he won it in that state, opted for the lump sum of more than $877 million, according to the South Carolina 
Education Lottery Commission. Millions of players are expected to buy $2 tickets for this week's Mega Ball, which is played in 45 states plus Washington and the U.S. Virgin Islands. There are more than 6.7 million winning tickets at all levels for Tuesday's drawing, according to Mega Millions, including nine tickets with winnings ranging from $1 million to $3 million each. With the increased interest in the $1 billion jackpot and the spike in tickets sold, it will become more likely that one person or multiple people will have a winning ticket after Friday's drawing, said Mark Lichtman, a senior lecturer on statistics at Harvard University. The big difference is when the jackpots get to be larger and larger, more people play, so there's more of a chance someone is going to win. Glickman said, but that's not to say any individual person will have an improved chance. Once the pot gets to that range, there are enough people playing that odds are someone is going to pick the right number also. When players have picked the right lottery numbers, most of all, uh, they pay off their debts or look to buy homes for themselves or their loved ones. Hag uh, Lorini said he recalled one client of his splurging on a new home in Malibu area that overlooked the Pacific Ocean. Hmm, not bad. Some have celebrated their wealth through investments and non-traditional purchases or donations. And starting women's wrestling leagues. <laughs> Interesting choice there. Uh, in 2011... John Cootie and his K-U-T-E-Y, Cuddy, and his wife, Linda, used some of the $28.7 million share from the Mega Millions ticket of $319 million he bought with co-workers to put towards building a water park in Green Island, New York, in honor of their parents. Oh, that's nice. According to the Albany Times Union, Louise White won a Powerball jackpot in Rhode Island of more than $336 million after she had purchased a rainbow sherbet in 2012 and uh, started a trust for her family named after the dessert, the Rainbow Sherbet Trust. ABC News reported... Just this month, Crystal Dunn took her smaller winnings of more than 146000 from a Kentucky Lottery online game and gave some of it away to strangers in the form of $100 grocery store gift cards. Oh, that's nice. I would try and help if I was the only winner. Let me see. How likely is that? But I would try to uh, retire somebody, one of my best friends, who actually I never went to school with, to be honest. Let's see, number, she won the lottery, then she shared her windfall with strangers. 
and I'd probably give some to the church that held my mother's funeral and some to the uh, local food shelf and maybe some to the, uh, is it ASPCA for animals? And either that or like uh, Salvation Army or that sort of thing. And she won the lottery, then she shared the windfall with strangers. But for every feel-good story of unlikely lottery triumph, there are other experiences that highlight why it matters to have a financial advisor and attorney ready to help if someone does win the big one. Pag Liarini said, There are so many stories of these lottery winners who end up with less money. And when they started, he said, the big question and fear is, am I going to blow it all? And they still just might blow it all. Actually, my aspirations are lower. Uh, well, they would be less of a carbon. Well, I'm pretty low on the carbon footprint I'm putting out now since I don't have a vehicle and use public transportation. But it would be on a nice uh, boat that can go anywhere. And I would make the decision whether I would live aboard it or not after extensive <laughs> trials, knowing that a boat is a lot of work. But if you do that, I mean, you know, you spend two some million or if you get a more on a boutique catamaran it wouldn't be like something huge where you'd have to have a staff nothing like that after evelyn adams improbably won the new jersey lottery in both 1985 and 1986 hmm, that's uh that sounds kind of suspicious <laughs> winning more than 5.4 million total her winnings were complete uh, her winnings were completely spent by 2012 because of gambling in atlantic city and investment mistakes according to forbes south carolina native jonathan vargas who was just 19 when he won a 35.3 million dollar powerball prize in 2008, put his winnings uh, toward Wrestlelicious, a women's professional wrestling promotion that he founded. Mm. <laughs> uh, I wonder if this was a, a scantily clad wrestling group or a real wrestling thing. The show which featured, yeah, <laughs> I can read on. The show which featured scantily clad performers who also did sketch comedy during <laughs> just lasted one season and cost Vargas almost 500000 according to CBS News. If I had to do it all over again, I would recommend people just sit on it for a year, he said. In 2016, really decide what they want to do with it. While stories of lottery luck have been well documented over the years, the endings to those tales have varied. Yeah, I need to find out. Well, I don't need to, but it would help the podcast uh, find out what the rules are here in Minnesota for 
releasing your name. I do believe you do have to release your name, but uh, don't quote me on that. I don't believe you have to go up and have something uh, on television about it. But it would be interesting to check that out. He won Powerball's $314 million jackpot not long after William Bud Post won a Pennsylvania lottery jackpot of $16.2 million in 1988. His brother was arrested for hiring a hitman to kill him for the inheritance. Jeez. Oh, man. Choose your relatives more carefully. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he knew he was going to be in the inheritor of this. Post was uh, later successfully sued by an ex-girlfriend for a share of the winnings and was $1 million in debt by the time he died in 2006. Oh, my gosh. An ex-girlfriend. What are they? That's where you sh should not cohabitate because after so long, they can uh, go after you for stuff. God, $1 million in debt after. Everybody dreams of winning money, but nobody realizes the nightmares that come out of the woodwork or the problems, he said in 1993. In the case of Ronnie Music Jr., oh, Mr. Music, the $3 million that he won from a Georgia lottery scratch-off game in 2015 was put toward purchasing and distributing crystal meth. That, I need a special uh, thing here. Let's see. What are you people, on dope? <laughs> Let's see another thing for this guy. He won $3 million. Uh, purchasing and distributing m crystal meth. Did you eat a lot of paint chips when you were a kid? <laughs> Why? You dick! <laughs> he pleaded guilty in 2016 to investing in a drug ring and was sentenced to 21 years in prison. Uh, yeah. Uh, wouldn't you, after winning $3 million, go on the straight and narrow? Despite the unlikelihood of winning this week's $1 billion jackpot, I wish they would always say the net amount when they say $1 billion. The net amount, <laughs> uh, 600 some million after federal taxes... And then the state uh, with their hand, hand out. And the history connected to some winners who have cashed in isn't stopping people from wondering what if. Pag Liarini is planning on going to the shore, to the shore, to the store to get two tickets for him and his daughter, while Glickman, the Harvard professor, will keep using his strategy of picking Mega Millions numbers entirely at random. Like I said in a previous podcast, uh, I usually get like five sets of numbers on the same ticket. And uh, for some places, that is uh, 
really hard to understand and I'm waiting there and while well, they get somebody else to figure out what I said but you look at the ticket and a lot of them's like 21 22 and then two of the two of the numbers will have the same like mega or powerball you know let's have a little distance between these numbers and not have the same ones and but of course they can be those numbers but if he were to win glickman said he'd like to buy a vacation home in la jala california where he just returned from vacation i wonder if you could uh buy a home in cupertino uh, isn't that where uh, Miss uh, Diva Oprah has her castle in California. But Glickman is honest in recognizing his history of playing the game. Means that he, like millions of others, will have to hold off on those lottery dreams a bit longer. This sucks. When I played last week, I had one ticket that I think cashed in at $10. And that's the most I've ever won, he said. I go into this knowing full well that luck will not shine on me. You know what? You know, when it gets to a certain amount, uh, bigger, bigger amounts should be rolled down to when people have le matched lesser numbers. Like, say, if you won, uh, uh, if you got the Mega Ball and one number, say you won, I don't know, $10,000. If you got the Mega Ball and two numbers, say you won $30,000. You know, these things should roll down, you know, instead of this uh, uh, $4 crap or whatever, you know. The most I ever did, I think, was uh, I got like 12 bucks total. On one time, I did match three numbers, but I didn't match the Powerball. Uh, what things? Uh, yeah, I didn't match the Powerball. You failed. And he said he goes into this knowing full well that luck will not shine on me. But he still plays. But just to think about that, if you were the only winner, 600-some million, uh, down to 500-some million, I suppose, after the state gets their claws into you, what would you do? What would you do? Nice to dream about, isn't it? Space. The Final Frontier. These are the voyages of William Shatner's wallet. Employees at a fruit stand found a wallet. It was William Shatner's. Gary Tognetti's daughter and her friend were managing his fruit stand in Gilroy, California last week when an older man asked for some cold cherries for his drive down to Beverly Hills. After the man drove off, the girls noticed a wallet had been left behind. It was sitting in a bin of corn. 
it was the only next day uh, turn off the uh, uh, air conditioner to protect the dilithium crystals and uh, that Tognetti's uh, 15-year-old daughter showed him the wallet. You got to be kidding me, Tognetti thought when he opened it. He told the Washington Post the driver's license inside belonged to none other than William Shatner, who played the iconic Star Trek character James T. Kirk. Tognetti's daughter and her friend recognized him only as the man who bought the cold cherries. Excuse me while I take a sip of my Romulan ale here. William Shatner at 90 keeps seeking the next personal frontier. Tognetti, 50, is a fourth-generation farmer who grew up in Gilroy, a city about an hour's drive south of San Francisco that is known for its garlic. Tognetti said he's mostly grown corn, cherries, lettuce, tomatoes, and peppers on about 3,500 acres at B&T Farms. He also runs a couple of local uh, roadside produce stands and grew up working at them. At my parents' fruit stand, Joe Montana stopped by and we got his autograph there when I was pretty young. Cognetti recalled referring to the star San Francisco 49ers quarterback, but other celebrity sightings have been few and far between. So he was stunned that he was holding uh, William Shatner's wallet. Brown and bumpy and seemingly made of ostrich skin. Oh, my. I saw a picture of it, and I wouldn't have guessed that. It looked like one of those wallets where you, it holds a few cards and, and a little bit of cash. And wanted to get it back to him, he told the Post. Pugnetti contacted his friend at the Gilroy Police Department, Officer Mark Tarasco. Tognetti did the right thing. Oh, Romulano isn't the smoothest, who said he would assist with the task of getting a hold of the celebrity. Oop, there we go. I could get my stupid mouse to work. Tarasco told ABC7 that his department got in touch with the Beverly Hills Police Department and was eventually connected to Shatner's agent. In the end, it took less than two hours. They actually FedExed it uh, that Thursday, and he had it by Friday, Tognetti said. Several days later, Shatner thanked Tognetti and his wife on Twitter. I would like to thank Gary and Natalie of B&T Farms for extremely, uh, extreme honesty. And returning my lost wallet, Shatner wrote Tuesday. They are generous. Uh, they are obviously good citizens. He also thanked uh, Tarasco and the Gilroy police. In addition to the cherries, two baskets of Rainier and two baskets of red. Tognetti's daughter told him that Shatner bought $2 worth of corn. Tognetti suspects Shatner must have paid for the corn in advance and then dropped his wallet as he reached into the bin. 
And then he told the Post that he wants to put a sign up outside of his stand that says, William Shatner was here, and <laughs> and left his wallet. I'm waiting for the people to start popping in and say, hey, is this where William shopped? He said. <laughs> Funny little story. That would be a little, you know, I would, uh, I would, of course, give it back, but I kind of take a look and uh, what would William Shatner carry in his wallet? Kind of like if you found Elon Musk's wallet full of plastic, I'm sure. <laughs> and how much walking around money does he carry? Funny little story there. Well, I think it is time to warp drive this episode of infotainment to the internet. And as always, have a pleasant day today and a happy ending tonight. Oh, by the way, check out infotainmentpodcast.com and subscribe and leave a tip. Evacuation order acknowledged. Initiating shutdown sequence.